What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is Hello the and welcome Truth. back to the Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, if you listened a couple episodes ago, you heard Obi say that I turned 40 uh, this past Saturday. And, Dang, um, man. For my 40. Bir- <sighs> for my Jeez. birthday, the way that I wanted to celebrate was uh, sit in the gym all day and watch my daughter play volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, that's what I did on my birthday. That's what you did on your birthday? Um, yeah. Watch, I, I, watch I was volley- watching watch volleyball. Club volleyball. It was a Sunday. It was in Shreveport. Yep. That's all I did was watch volleyball. You know what? Like, I was happy to be there. <laughs> like, I love watching yeah. my kid play volleyball. Me I too. love, you know, watch, watching our kids just do things that they love. But after that, we were in Dallas, and there was a Luke Combs concert. And I was like, well, you know, I called my brother-in-law. He works for the Cowboys. I said, can you give me any tickets? He's like, man, they're all sold out. But there are there are a few more they just released, standing rooms, like 27 bucks. And I was like, I'm not a big concert guy, and you know. But for $27, me and my daughter, we get to go to this Luke Combs concert. It'd be pretty cool, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we get done with the volleyball tournament. We go, and uh, uh, we we get a hookup and, and get to go down on the floor. And... Uh, which was awesome, and it's about the whole experience. Again, concerts, whatever. I like a storytelling type concert, not a rowdy. Right. And you, this is a this is a rowdy. <laughs> this, no storytelling. <laughs> no. The stories are in the audience, not on the stage. <laughs> right. Like going to Walmart. <laughs> yeah. So we always, Courtney and I, always try to take these life experiences and teach our kids through them. There was a lot, but the main the main uncomfortable life experience that we had there was just how people act when they're inebriated. <laughs> and there was a lot of that going on. It was it was kind of uncomfortable. I know it was uncomfortable for my 14-year-old daughter. It was the first beer she's ever had because somebody spilled it, and probably some of it went in her mouth. Oh, <laughs> gosh. You know, and I don't think it was a beer. I think it was actually a Jack and Coke. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So, uh, and there's, there's three or four more stories that – are pretty entertaining that we she don't have got time her, for. Uh, she got her eyes open a little bit. That she day. did. Uh, she yeah. still had a good time. You know, she felt safe because I was there, but um, it was very, very interesting. <laughs> That's Very awesome. interesting. I'll so, hear more about that. Yeah. I'll, uh, we definitely have some stories. Uh, Obi, you're going to be up today. Sean, will you open us up in prayer? Yes, sir. Dear God, just uh, thank you for this day, Lord. Uh, thank you for this platform. God, just uh, we love you and... Uh, Thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. Thank you for the health of our families. Uh, Lord, just help us to reach just one one listener for you, just one, Lord. And um, um, help us to have a good rest of our day, rest of our week. And uh, we'll forever give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, dip, digging right into it, um, I'm reading a book called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. Talked a little bit about it on our last podcast. Um you know, this book really hits home on just the different disciplines that we are to incorporate into our lives whenever we are Christians in order to uh, li- live a, a Christ-filled life and to ultimately uh, continue as the goal of all Christians should be in, in, in building that relationship and being tighter and, and closer to the Lord. Um, and... What I want to talk about today is prayer, and prayer's on my heart because it's something that I feel like I just have a lot of progress 
I have a, a lot of ground to make up, uh, you know, just from a standpoint of trying to pray in a way where I feel like I'm, I just don't feel like that my prayer life is good. I guess end of story. I feel, I feel like I've got a lot of work to do. And one of the things that stuck out to me in the book, uh, in, in the chapter talking about prayer, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of, if you've read, if you've read any Christian books um, that, that deal with anything in prayer, you probably have heard the name of George Miller. Uh, and I think Miller is how you say it. It's an English pronunciation of Miller. But uh, this guy owned a orphanage back in the 1800s. And he brought in what what they say is either tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of orphans and took care of them, raised them, got them on their own two feet. And he never accepted a dime of, uh, or he never ra- like raised money. He did he, everything, all of the funding for the orphanage was strictly done through contributions from prayer. There was, there was no other means of him accepting funds unless somebody just let, felt led. So he would pray every day fervently for the Lord to continue to provide for him to be able to offer these uh, food and housing and everything that he provided for these orphans. But again, it was 100% prayer-based. His entire ministry was prayer-based, 100%. Uh, if they were getting short on food, he would pray harder. If they were getting short on beds, he would pray harder. <laughs> mm. and, 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 and he always, his prayers were always answered. Um, and so one of the excerpts that the book has here, uh, it says, George Miller observed, the great fault of the children of God is they do not continue in prayer. They do not grow on praying. I mean, they do not go on praying. They do not persevere. If they desire anything for God's glory, they should pray until they get it. Oh, how good and kind and gracious and condescending is the one with whom we have to do. He has given me, unworthy as I am, immeasurably above all I had asked or thought of in prayer. And then this last one that I want to read says, Prayer, Prayerful people become godly people for prayerfulness with God cultivates godliness in all of life. My ministerial experience concurs with the words of J.C. Ryle. It says, this is what I want you to hear. What is the reason that some believers are so much brighter and holier than others? I believe the difference in 19 cases out of 20 arises from different habits about private prayer. Mm-hmm. I believe that those who are not eminently holy pray little, and those who are eminently holy pray much. That stuck out to me. Mm. Um, I go to church. I try to get in the church as often as I can. I teach and lead some classes. Um, I, I look for the opportunity to serve. I... <laughs> Try to always be reading 
a Christ-based <clears throat> book that points me to Jesus. It's it's important to me to continue to try to be filled uh, through reading um, books about the Christian life and how I can be a better man of God, how I can be a better kingdom servant of God. I don't pray the way that I need to. I feel like that I need to start my day in my day in prayer. I don't do that every day. I feel like that I need to uh, really come to the Holy Spirit and have the Holy Spirit intervene in in my life through prayer and just develop my prayer relationship with God, and I don't feel like I'm there. And this book and these men of God that are just renowned men of God, I mean, these are the ones that are writing the books on, on how we're supposed to live our Christian life. They're like, prayer's the most important thing, guys. Prayer's the most important thing. You have to, you have to develop a prayer life where, you know, you're, uh, you're growing closer to God. And anyway, it's been something that I've, that I've, that I've really been thinking about a lot lately. And, um, you know, when, when, when this guy says he, he thinks about the most holy people that he knows, and, and the people that are closest to God in their lives, he's thinking about people that have an immense and immeasurable prayer life. So I just I wanted to see what you guys thought about that and uh, kind of hit off of what you guys had to say. I love it. So I just finished that book, that, you know, The 21 Days of Childlike Prayer. But there's a couple of things that jump out at me. <clears throat> so the first thing is this, the 19 out of 20 people that just seem to glow, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what the circumstances, let's just break that down. You know, y'all know I'm practical. What is the thing God has given us to be as directly tied to Him as possible? Prayer, prayer, prayer. prayer life. <clears throat> so if we if we are in prayer, we are more closely connected to Him than any other thing we do. All right. What is the thing that if we do not drink it, we will die pretty quick? Water. And he called a living well. Water. Okay. So as believers, we like to think about prayer like an energy drink. Let me just get a shot when I need something to get a boost. Right. We don't think about it like water, that if I do not consume it daily, I will die. I will perish as a believer. That's a very good point. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And that means that it's not a, an event. It is an action daily. It, it becomes such a like methodical part of our days, you know, or or our week, or like how we intertwine it into our lives. It's like, is oh, there, I'll, I'll pray for you. Is there anybody you know? here that you can say like in the last six months where you've gone twenty four hours without praying? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I I think like prayer is like you know the ultimate form of meditation. Sure. You know, like clearing your body and your mind and being connected with something bigger than yourself. Like that is prayer is meditation, but it's yep. towards it ain't this rah rah kind of meditation where we're all focused on ourselves and the world and sure. the synergy and all that bull honky whatever. <laughs> sure, it is actually being connected to the Lord. Wait, uh, do y'all pray like driving down the road? 
I, yeah, all, all over, like all over the place. Like I'll pray, I'll pray. I don't do it near as much as I should, but I'll, I'll pray in the shower. I'll pray when I wake up in the morning. Sometimes if the Lord wakes me up at night, you know, mm-hmm. Courtney last night literally prayed till like two o'clock. She couldn't go to sleep. So she was like from like 1230 to two. She was just in communication with the Lord. Typically she falls asleep, but last night she didn't. She said, I think the Lord had something for me. You know, I don't know what it is yet, but yeah, praying down the road. Uh, when one of you guys says I'm going through something like I, Personally, I try to make that a priority to pray for it right then, sure. so that I don't get distracted. Well, if if I don't do it right then, I'll I'll forget. Yeah, me too. You know, so I don't know about y'all, but there's this distinct difference in how I'm seeing prayer now and how I used to see prayer. It used to be something on my schedule that I did for God, mm. and it's really something He's doing for me. Right. Yeah. He's making Himself available twenty four seven. So it's not a check I prayed. It's a, I get access to the Father mm-hmm. of the Living everything. Life. I get access to him anytime I want it. So it's more, because I have to be practical. That is how he made me. So I'm like, okay, you made me like this, God. How do I praise you and how you made me? Right. And so, you know, Obi, when you say some things like, I've, I've been a lot of places you're, I feel like you are right now, and like we we're trying to come to grips with why am I this way? But I know you made me this way. How can I praise you in the way you made me? Right. That's good. That's right. It, it, I mean, <laughs> you know, we talk about praying down the road, or you know, maybe getting a text like you said, Shane, about you know somebody who's struggling, somebody who needs some prayer. You know. I, uh, yesterday, one of my agents had said that her son-in-law's uh, grandfather, who raised him, had a stroke, and 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 that he really needed to be lifted up in prayer. And and uh, you know, last night when I was I was doing a journal entry last night, and and I like to write down my prayers a lot. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I prayed for him. I prayed for uh, her her uh, son-in-law. I wanted to let her know that I prayed for him. You know a lot of times you speak that you speak that and say, Hey, I need you to pray for this. And, and it, and it just, it just goes in one ear and out the other, you know, and you're like, okay, I'll do that. I'll plan on that. I'm going to pray for you. And, and you don't intentionally go about praying for that person. But the, the kind of prayer that I'm talking about and that I'm, I'm trying to get to is uninterrupted, undistracted, connected connection prayer where and, and and that's the prayer that I feel like that that fleets me a lot. Yeah. That I I, I do the little shotgun prayers. The shotgun prayers. Yeah. I, I've I've got I feel like I got a lot of that down. You yeah. know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, that's what we've practiced our whole life. Exactly. I, yeah. I I can you know if you tell me that you need a prayer or if I'm just feeling in a moment of Lord you know I'm 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 so distracted, help me come back to you. You know I can I can have a quick shotgun prayer. I'm talking about getting down on your knees every day and completely undistracted. Nothing else is, is, is distracting me. Those are, that's the prayer that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down on my knees trying to give him all of me, and I'm thinking about what I need to go do. The only time that that works, the only way I can do that is if it's like between like, one and five a.m. Like zero because nothing because, in the outside world's awake. Yes, yeah. and everything else in my mind 
whenever I wake up after five o'clock, you know, in the morning, yeah. just go straight to what I got to do. I got the podcast, got this, got that, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, my mind just floods with all this Why can't we clear that junk. and go to God? Like, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Think about David. I, I go back to David so much here lately. What did God call him? A man. After God's own heart, yeah. God said that. Now, what do we know about David? David made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. You think you, and this is not like patting ourselves on my back to feel better. This no. is like context that we have something to go to mm-hmm. when we're struggling with things like Obi saying. So, you know, here's practicality again, because I'm right there with you, both the, all of us. I think we have entrepreneur brain and we love it and we're addicted to it. Mm. And it's a bad addiction sometimes and it's a blessing others. So how can we use that thing that God's made us to be passionate about to be looking for opportunities for him all the time? So I heard somebody, I was doing D now, um, not because I wanted to, because I actually was, <laughs> that's another story. Okay, <laughs> That's another story. We can tell another time. And the guy t- talking to the student said, um, guys, we're all distracted. We're distracted by this. We're distracted by this. We're distracted by sports, you know, whatever. He said one of the best things, because he, he was straight up ADD. ADHD, both. He was all over the place. So he's like me. Yeah, yeah. But that's not a bad thing. He's, he can connect with people that I can't. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He said this is one of the best things he is going to Psalms. Remember, David wrote a lot of the Psalms. And David is praising the Lord when he can't understand what's going on. He's praising him. And he's seeking him. You know, he's in, he's in fervent prayer. He's praising the Lord when things are going well. But this verse right here, he said, I'll take this verse and be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And he said, I'll take this, be still and know that I'm God. And I'll say, be still and know that I'm God. And then he said, I'll sit there for a second. Be still and know that I am. Then he'll go, be still and know that I. And he'll go all the way back to be and all the way forward again. And let me tell you. It'll slow you down. It'll slow you down and it'll get you in sync yes to go this is all you thank you yeah and that's and that's that's a, it's a struggle of mine same here know? same uh, here awesome. it's a, it's a struggle a, that's a great technique mm-hmm. well you know, and to and we've all talked i think if we were all being very very transparent i get asked all the time by young men i get the blessing of mentoring now it's not me wanting to mentor them they're asking because god is allowing that to happen What's the best advice you can give? I said, you got to get around men that you're willing to be vulnerable with to grow in Christ. And we've all dealt with angst, anxiety, frustration, disappointment, aggravation with ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most aggravation yes. that we sit here and, and we're, we're our worst critics. 100%. And, but if you, and I, I, I think this guys, but if you remember to do that be in still. any moment, that you're dealing with angst. And guys, this is no joke. Over the past three months, my angst is almost gone. It's wonderful. But it's only because when it starts creeping back in, mm-hmm. you go, you be still. Yeah. And I and it's at least sunk in enough for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is more than it used to. Yeah, you gotta like you you started recognizing create those habits to yes. it's a habit, guys. Yeah. God gave us the ability to follow a habit. It's no different than going to the gym every day, eating right, changing your language from good to bad or bad to good, smoking or not smoking, 
it is still a habit. David was in the habit of going, I've tried it my way. Yeah. Then I tried it my way again. Mm-hmm. I got to go back to him. It seems like David, too, like a lot of times he just praised the Lord. Like, you know, in the, 100%. like you said, like in the midst of not knowing, I'm just going to praise him. Yeah. And if he, you know, going back to Moses, like, I'm not your guy. Yeah. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> you don't see what I see because I can do things you can't fathom. Mm. You, I'm outside of time. Yeah. My understanding and your understanding are not the same. They're never going to be. Right. And that's where the epitome of faith and trust comes in, that I'm going to walk where I think you're telling me to go or I'm going to be still when I'm supposed to because I feel like I have the connection to you via prayer. Yeah. Yes. All right, like thanks, for, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate y'all being here. Hit those buttons at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick today in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.